to you. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 29 to 37, at that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, went up on the mountain, and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets full. After they had fed all these people, the blind, the deformed, the mute, all kinds of people, God loves us. God wants us to have what we need, what we honestly need. I want to share with you something that Pope Benedict wrote just a couple of years ago. He said in his portrayal of the life of St. Nicholas, his most ancient biographer says that Nicholas received his dignity from Christ's own sublime nature, just as the morning star receives its brilliance from the rising sun. In the radiance of his virtues, says the biographer, the sun's righteousness has dawned. Tradition has always equated Santa Claus with the Bishop Nicholas, who participated in the Council of Nicaea and helped to formulate the affirmation of the true divinity of Jesus Christ. What was at stake here was the core of Christianity. Was Jesus of Nazareth only a great religious man or had God himself actually become in him one of us? Ultimately, the question was this, is God so mighty that he can make himself small? Is he so mighty that he can love us and really enter our lives? For if God is too far away from us to love us effectively, then human love is only an empty promise. If God cannot love, how can man be expected to do so? 
In professing faith in God's incarnation, therefore, it was ultimately a case of affirming all also man's capacity to live and die in a human manner. The figure of St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, illustrates and symbolizes this connection. The theologian Theodore Schinsler put this very well in putting his signature in faith to the mysterium of the incarnate Son of God. A person is enabled to be a helper of his fellow men to bring happiness to children, families, and the oppressed. Faith in the Incarnation promotes the salvation of mankind and the implementation of human rights. The oldest sources concerning St. Nicholas point in the same direction from a different angle. Nicholas is one of the first people to be venerated as a saint without having been a martyr. His miracle was not that of great heroism in the face of torture, imprisonment, and death. It was the miracle of constant kindness in everyday life. Another of the legends expresses it very beautifully this way. Whereas all the other miracles could be performed by magicians and demons and thus were ambivalent, one miracle was absolutely transparent and could not involve any deception, namely living out the faith in everyday life for an entire lifetime and maintaining charity. People in the fourth century experience this miracle in the life of Nicholas. In this man, they understood what faith in God's incarnation means. In him, the dogma of Nicaea had been translated into tangible terms. Please, brothers and sisters, may this be a good advent for you, and may you find peace in him. God bless you. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call 1-800-282-4789 or go to our website, renewalministries.net slash ffj. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Modern Day Radio. Well, way up north where the air gets cold, there's a tale about Christmas that you've all been told. And a real famous cat all dressed up in red, and he spends the whole year working out in his sled. It's the Little Saint Nick. It's the Little 
And a very good Wednesday morning to you. December 6, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Blend on this feast day of Little St. Nicholas. Good morning, Pat. Did you get a treat in your shoe this morning? Well, I got water in my shoe this morning. <laughs> I was looking for, looking for the orange. I told you, you know, kind of a tradition growing up, put oranges in the shoes, but no orange, just just lots, lots, lots of water. <laughs> lots of water. I noticed today, just walking from my car around the building to let myself in, my hands were like literally dripping wet just because of the rain and me walking. God bless us. There is a lot of rain falling, especially overnight. There really is, and we should be, I think, serious about it. It is a dangerous situation out there. The water pooling, uh, driving over here, it was uh, treacherous. Several signals were out on my drive. So remember, if you come to an intersection and the signal is out, treat it as a four-way stop. Mm, Because nobody knew what to do when they hit the the intersection. That's right. That's right. In fact, even this morning, uh, inbound on Highway 26, there was an accident, and it was already stop and go. So just check your your map, your traffic map, whichever one it is, before you head out, so that way you know the best route that is going to get you to where you need to be. But take it a little bit slow, for sure. And the creeks, I mean, they are up right to the roadway and the bridges. Uh, I was out yesterday, and and just I little trickle creeks that are normally you know just not not even water in them during the summer way up mm-hmm. onto the roadway so be very careful already a couple of deaths have been associated with the the creek swelling right. so well that really has careful. to do they they have been talking and advising and uh for those who are uh homeless and they set up tents near these creek areas and that water comes up and and sweeps them away of course we heard of that tragedy yesterday that that had happened and i believe there's been a couple of more overnight yes. so please check in on your neighbors make sure if uh, maybe you have an elderly neighbor next door just check in on them make sure they have everything they need but thankfully this system is going to begin to break up as we move through the day rain all day but they said later in the day and into the evening slowly that'll break up and then (laughs) well then the temperatures are going to start dropping i noticed that so if you're worried about skiing with the rain uh don't worry because snow is coming it certainly is but on a day when we get to celebrate saint nicholas we pray for his intercession many kids celebrate the the by putting the shoes out, a lot of times I've heard of families, St. Nicholas comes and fills their stockings. But I would much rather get a, uh, rather have a treat in my stocking than, uh, you know, maybe fill my kids' shoes. I said this before. I don't think I'd want to eat anything that's been inside some of their tennis shoes. That is treacherous territory. Well, and also I've noticed more and more people using St. Nicholas instead of, you know, the, the traditional Santa yeah, Claus, Santa which Claus is, is, is really exciting to see. I was uh, in, in a very big venue back in Texas on my vacation, uh, a secular venue, and everything was St. Nicholas, not oh, Santa Claus. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, I love it. If you were at Holy Redeemer over the weekend, St. Nicholas made a stop over there Ooh. as well, seeing the kids. So we're going to talk a lot about St. Nicholas throughout the show. What else do you have coming up, Pat? Well, we have uh, more on the weather, certainly, and we'll keep you uh, up to date on all the road closures. we got a few of those going on. And FBI testimony yesterday, congressional hearing looking into the investigation of Catholics by the FBI, which actually happened here in Portland. We've got an update on that.
And I have a story of a young man so uh, focused on receiving his confirmation, he walked seven miles in the mud Wow! in order to get to the church. This is an incredible story. Got all the way to the ears, Pope Francis. So I'm going to talk about that throughout the show today. So we got a great show ahead for you. Here is Katie Hurst to start things now and answers. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What about all the earthquakes, fires and hurricanes? Why does it keep on storming when you could stop the rain? I want the answers. What about all the sickness medicine can't solve? What about all the cancer you could heal it all? I want the answers. Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Katie Hurst and Answers. 708 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And when we come back, Father Randy Wong is here and YCP is having a wonderful Advent retreat. We'll hear all about that and check that rainy, rainy, rainy weather forecast next. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our blessed mother mary to intercede for us and may the blessing of almighty god the father the son and the holy spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever amen for more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions please visit materdayradio.com Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Monterey Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world with captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with the Morning Blend on Matraday Radio. Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th, and keep up with all the fun on Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7-11 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, this river of rain is still hitting the region, but we'll begin to break up as we move through the day. Highs today also well above normal for this time of year, and a flood advisory remains in effect for today. Highs today getting to 56 degrees. Now, cooler temperatures will move into the area as the storm moves out. Overnight, we're cooling down to 45 degrees. Snow level dipping down as early as tonight in the Cascades as mountain passes may pick up one to four inches of snow overnight above 2,500 feet. Thursday, more rain, but amounts will be much smaller and we may see a sunbreak or two as we get into the afternoon. Highs, only 49 degrees. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Sunbreak, right? That's what it says. <laughs> okay. 51 right now at St. Cecilia Parish in Beaverton. And it is 52 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. 
Every Advent offers a fresh opportunity for us to pause and to listen to the voice of God in our lives. And coming up is a special opportunity for young adults to do this at a retreat hosted by young Catholic professionals at Mount Angel Abbey. And joining me this morning is Father Randy Huang. He is the chaplain of Young Catholic Professionals Portland and the parochial vicar at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church in Beaverton. Good morning, Father. How are you? Good morning, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Well, it's great to have you here. We're in the first week of Advent, and how are, are things going for you so far? Yeah, so I kind of in perspective of a priest, it's always busy, but it's always a good time because, you know, it's, it's a time where a lot of folks who are away or feel like they've been away have come back. And so it's a great time for us priests to be able to really engage with those people, but also on a deeper level with the rest of our parishioners. That's great. And when when you think of Advent, like for you personally, how do you like to approach this season? It's hard because for us priests, we, we really make it out to be a time of recollection, a time of reflecting upon what is is to come. But for priests, it's always very hectic. True. And so as much as I want to calm, kind of slow down and, and have time to recollect, it's one thing after another, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, the start of Advent and planning for that and going through formatic conception and the Guadalupe, and by the right. time you finish you know, <laughs> the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, you're basically at the fourth week of Advent. Right. <laughs> and you're like wrapping up. You're like, where did time go? And the fourth week of but, Advent this year is just a day, right? Exactly. It's basically, it's one day. And so the, the whole schedule for the weekend masses is just, you know, really packed. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful to see, you know, how much people just love the sentiment of the season of Advent and, and to see... So many people that have been away come back, and this is very evident in our confessions. Wow. You know, that people, you know, oftentimes Catholics, you know, always have in the back of their head, you know, Easter, Christmas are the two seasons that we really want to prepare for. And mm-hmm. so for Advent mm-hmm. and for Lent, they always kind of like come to the church. And it's just beautiful to kind of see what God really does do um, in, in their lives and preparing them for his coming at Christmas. But yeah, it's a very beautiful season. I think everybody loves it. It, it is a hectic season, I think, mm-hmm. for everybody in some sense, but it, it is beautiful too. And I think for all of us, everybody just gets busy. There's always sure. stuff going on. And yeah. um, do you have any advice for, for people that are just looking to maybe enter this season a little bit more deeply this year? Yeah, I think in a very real way, kind of in the secular aspect of the season, right, of the holidays, right, you just have a lot going on. And you see this through social media, you see this through like, you know, we've been receiving, you know, Black Friday deals from Amazon since July. Right. You know, there's, there's this buildup of like, you know, this consumer culture. I always try to tell people, you know, it's really a season where you want to be able to slow down and to focus on the important things in life, right? whether you are religious or not, Catholic or not, mm-hmm. right? To kind of slow down and really recognize kind of the reason for this season, honestly, right? And for us Catholics, that reason is our expectation of our Lord coming to us, right? But also anticipating his second coming. I focused this past weekend on the aspect that we are awaiting the coming of Jesus at Christmas, but even more so the church gives us the season to prepare for the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Because oftentimes we may ask ourselves, well, why am I, you know, waiting for the coming of Jesus if he already came in history, right? And right. so I, I heard this somewhere and I think it's a very beautiful way of understanding that, you know, God comes in three aspects, right? He comes in history in mystery and in majesty, God has come to us already in history, right? Jesus has been born to us, has been incarnate as a human in the flesh in Bethlehem in the first century, 
right? I mean, he comes to us now through the sacraments of the church, mm-hmm. but he is going to come again in majesty and glory at his second coming, right? And so having those three aspects in perspective, I think really does help the person to kind of realize, okay, as a Catholic, there is something greater that is at hand here for me to prepare for. And so slowing down and recognizing that, I think it's very important for the season of Advent. I agree. Yeah. And like you said, slowing down, big part of it. And, you know, coming up, we have this great retreat, which is uh, just one specific way that people can slow down. But we have this Young Catholic Professionals retreat coming up on December 16th. And it's always one of my favorite Advent events of the year. And I just love seeing that people do really enjoy the silence. The young adults that come to this retreat always ask for more time for prayer, for adoration, and and just to be with the Lord. And so can you share a little bit about this retreat that we have coming up? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there are many ways for us to slow down, whether that's, you know, limiting our time with social media and spending more time with family and and whatnot. But retreats and days of recollection and penance services are very concrete ways in which Catholics are able to slow down and to kind of pause and reflect upon these kind of greater mysteries Mm -hmm. of, of our life. And yeah, so we have, you know, YCP Portland, Young Catholic Professionals of Portland is hosting this this uh, this annual retreat that they have for Advent, which we're, we're a part of. They'll be happening on Saturday, December 16th at Mount Angel Seminary. Um, our guest speaker this year is Sister Teresa Harrell of the Society of Mary, who's in connection with the Society of St. John, for those of you who don't know, who kind of house and, and help out with ministry at St. Michael's in downtown Portland, as well as uh, PSU and Corvallis and St. Mary's. And this theme itself this year of, you know, reflecting upon why we're, we were created, right? I think it really does lend to something much deeper of a conversation that we need to all have, right? And so this is a great opportunity for young adults in their 20s and 30s to have to come and to, be able to kind of just spend time with one another. I know that oftentimes people have a hard time getting together for, mm-hmm. for Christmas and for Advent. And it's like, well, here it is. Here is an opportunity where you're able to bring your friends and be able to come to come together, be able to pray, be able to reflect, be able to have community and eat mm-hmm. together and just spend time together. And then afterwards, in, in my years of being part of YCP, I'm just seeing how much people love and enjoy being with each other even after the retreat mm-hmm. in the brewery. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that in itself is a time of rest because you are letting go of the busyness of life. And spending time with one another. Mm-hmm. And in, in spending time with one another, you come to realize there's something greater than just, you know, the daily grind of work and of tasks and of things like that. And so I'm, I'm inviting all the young adults in the Archdiocese of Portland, however far you are, or this, is a, this is a great time, for the, especially for those of you who are far, to come up to Mount Angel mm-hmm. and spend, you know, half a day with the monks, but with the community and priests and religious of the diocese for our annual on YCP Advent Retreat this year on December 16th, Saturday, with Sister Teresa Harrell. Yes, and I love seeing people from further away come for this. Mm. And I mean, it turns into a whole day, honestly, yeah. because by the time we leave the breweries, <laughs> they've been there pretty much all day. Sure. But, you know, it's yeah. a great opportunity to carpool. You know, if you've got maybe a couple other young adults at your parish, even if you don't have yeah. um, an official formal group, you can just carpool with a few friends. And, you know, it's a great way to invite people in. And, yeah. you know, we've even had people come that aren't Catholic, which yeah. is a great way to just kind of invite someone to be exactly. part of it. Yeah, because, you know, the season of busyness no one wants to be busy and occupied all the time yeah right? so this is an op- great opportunity to also evangelize in a very casual way right in a very passive casual way 
And so, yeah, I mean, again, for those who are further away, right? I think this past year we had one of the parishes organize the whole caravan. You know, speaking to all those young adult, you know, coordinators and leaders out there, like maybe this is a good opportunity to say, hey, instead of putting on something at our parish and, you know, taking time to do all of this, a lot of work, right. you know, let's join YCP. But also for those who are hearing who may be considering about the Catholic Church and interested in learning more about it, this is also an invitation for all of you out there who are maybe listening right now um, to join in our, in our retreat. It's a great time for us to be able to meet you too. Um, and I think it's also very important to be able to be in community. Right? Mm-hmm. And there are, there are aspects of, of the faith um, that are very private, but the faith itself should be lived in a community. And, right. And when you have a community, it's a lot easier to grow. So young adults out there, 20s and 30s, I think this is a great opportunity for you to kind of break away from, you know, the, the busyness of your life now and come to the retreat. Right? This is an opportunity that our Lord is inviting you to. And, you know, I know for a fact that God has a lot of things in store for all of you. And so I encourage you to respond to that call that God is is asking of you right now. Absolutely. And Father, if people want to register, how can they do that? The, the, the deadline for our registration is December 11th. And the reason why we have a deadline is we have to be able to make sure we have enough you know, food and accommodations and whatnot for people to be able to be comfortable at the retreat. So I know young adults, yeah, I know you guys love to kind of wait to the last minute, <laughs> but if you can, right, register. Obviously, we're not going to deny anybody, but December 11th is, is, is a deadline for our registration. You can go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on the ycpportland.org website, and on there, there'll be links to the registration page. And yeah, this is the time. Our Lord has, has in some ways, prepared us for the season, and he's inviting us to enter more deeply into that mystery of his love for us. And so I, I really inv- invite and encourage all of you who may be on the fence right now to go on the website f- or find the link on Instagram or on Facebook and register for a retreat on December 16th. Before uh, we leave, can you uh, end us with your prayer and blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we prepare in this season of Advent for the coming of your Son, Jesus, we recognize of his coming in history for us. We also realize and, and have hope in his second coming again. I ask you to prepare our hearts and our minds. I ask you to calm our hearts and our minds, that we may be lifted up to you, and that this season may be an opportunity for us to be able to receive the love and the mercy that you desire to give to us. And I ask that you send to us your mother, that she may protect us with her mantle, that she may guide us always to Jesus. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, Father. And we will be sure to include all the information about the Young Catholic Professionals Retreat on the podcast of this episode. And Father, we just thank you so much for being here. As, as always, Sarah, thank you so much for the opportunity. It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. I wish I was a young Catholic professional. That just sounds like it's going to be an amazing retreat. They get a lot of people. We know that a lot of young Catholic professionals sign up for the retreat. So if you are interested in that, again, I will add the link that you will find out more information about YCP. And also, well, you're going to find so much more information on the community calendar. It's just such a great resource to find all of inc- these incredible events that are going on and events for uh, not the young, but maybe Catholic <laughs> professionals that you can attend as well. You can also access the calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Mater Day Radio's leadership circle. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 725 at Mater Day Radio, it's The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat and FBI Director Christopher Ray was on C- Congressional Hill yesterday testifying about radical Catholics. We've got details on that just ahead. And you can find a whole lot of Catholics enjoying the season at the Grotto coming up after news. We've got another set of tickets to give away for the Grotto's Festival of Light. So please stay with us. This is Curtis Stephen. No ordinary day. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Excitement 
And that is Curtis Stephen, No Ordinary Day. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the weather is dominating the news this morning. The Oregon Department of Transportation has reopened U.S. Highway 101 from Seaside to the junction with Highway 26. The stretch was closed yesterday after excessive rain and high tide flooded the roadway. The closure was between milepost 22 and 25. ODOT says the highway could close again as the water level continues to rise. A major landslide has forced the closure of a critical highway leading in and out of Cougar, Washington to our north. State Route 503, also called the Lewis River Road, will be closed in both directions at milepost 35.7 near Forest Service Road 81 in Cowlitz County due to a slide caused by heavy rainfall yesterday afternoon. The slide took out part of the highway. And record pre-winter temperatures and rainfall at elevations as high as 9,000 feet had wiped out a large swath of early season snowpack accumulating in the Cascades as this Pineapple Express continues to plow through the Pacific Northwest. Snow depth data from the National Weather Service Operational Hydrological Remote Sensing Center shows the dramatic change in snow depth from December 2nd through 5th. According to the data, many areas of the Oregon Cascades and the Cascade Foothills lost between 2 and 20 inches of snow in a matter of days. Don't worry, though. Lower snow level is expected as early as Thursday, with snow elevations dipping to 4,000 feet. You might be able to ski this weekend. All right. Well, along those lines, too, Amtrak has suspended all train service between Portland and Seattle after a landslide. Amtrak announced the closure Tuesday morning, saying it was prompted by a BNSF railway passenger train moratorium following the landslide. 
Now, according to them, the slide happened about six miles north of Vancouver, stopping traffic around 8.30 a.m. on Tuesday. While freight trains are moving through the area again, passenger service remains suspended. The closure impacts Amtrak Cascade and Amtrak Coast Starlight trains. Most of the Portland to Seattle section of both lines use BNSF-owned tracks. Now, the news release did not say where along the route the landslide occurred or the severity of the damage. Train services canceled through 8.30 a.m. Thursday, according to the news release from Amtrak, but says trains between Portland and Eugene and between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C. will continue operating normally. FBI Director Christopher Wray testified on Tuesday during a Senate hearing that employees involved with drafting a controversial memo targeting so-called radical Catholics had been admonished but not fired. Ray's remark came after the House Judiciary Committee released a 30-page report on Monday detailing its investigation into the memo by the FBI's Richmond, Virginia office. Citing an anonymous whistleblower, the committee also alleged that the FBI interviewed a priest and a choir director affiliated with the Catholic Church in Richmond, Virginia for the memorandum. The memos also included data garnered from FBI field offices in other states, including Portland. Pope Francis' multi-week catechetical series on the essential components of the proclamation of the gospel culminated with a fourth and final component, the Holy Spirit, as the protagonist of evangelization. Amid applause at his entrance, Pope Francis greeted the faithful present in Paul VI audience hall on Wednesday. The Holy Father announced that Monsignor Filippo Campanelli would again read the prepared remarks on his behalf, as he did during the November 29th audience with Pope Francis, noting that he was still struggling from the lingering effects of a flu infection. But I am better, the Holy Father said. Building off the serious previous themes of joy, the universality of the gospel message, and the relevance of the gospel for the modern world, the Pope observed that the work of proclaiming the gospel always belongs to God. The Holy Father underscored that proclaiming the gospel is never an act of self-promotion. In sports, NCAA President Charlie Baker wants to create a new tier of Division I where schools with the most athletic resources can offer unlimited educational benefits, enter into name, image, and likeness partnerships with athletes, and directly pay them through a trust fund. In a letter sent yesterday to more than 350 Division I schools, Baker told members that the disparity in resources between the wealthiest schools in the football bowl subdivision and other D1 members, along with hundreds of other Division II and III schools, is creating a new series of challenges. An Argentine boy recently made the special effort to walk about seven miles on muddy roads to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation and the news, well, it reached Pope Francis, who sent him a special blessing. Maximiliano Pavolo, who's 11 years old, had been living along with his parents and four siblings in a rural area in a small town near Buenos Aires province since December of 2022. And throughout the year, the boy had been praying to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation, which was scheduled for November 11th. 
to help him prepare week after week as catechist Ava sent the study materials to his house. However, as the date for the Sacrament of Hope approached, worsening weather conditions threatened his being confirmed. The night before his confirmation and in the midst of incessant rain, Corolla and Rolando, his parents, began to worry about the family vehicles and were not going to be able to make it to town on the muddy country roads and the tractor they used to work the fields had broken down that same week. But there was an alternative. But the parents thought that the child wouldn't accept it, and that was to walk the seven miles in the mud. However, to their surprise, Maxie said yes. So the boy and his parents left their home at 7 a.m. so they could reach the church in time for 1130 sacrament. Now, upon arriving at Our Lady of the Rosary Parish, Ava, his catechist, was waiting in tears. And the priest who offered the Mass mentioned the little boy's feet as an example to follow. But the impact didn't end there. In recent days, Maxie's story reached the ears of Pope Francis, who sent him his apostolic blessing and a gift from Rome. Wow, you talk about desire for the Lord. Right. That is incredible at such a young age. Got up at four in the morning? Is that they what got it well, they got up real early. No, well they they left their home at seven and they walked for three and a half hours. Wow. In the mud. <laughs> they showed a picture of him and he got to church. He had knee-high rubber boots on that were just soaked with mud. He had to change once he got there. But uh, uh, he was there. He was confirmed. And Pope Branson blessed him for it. I want a desire like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. A wonderful opportunity for praise and worship at St. Rose of Lima Church this evening at 6 o'clock. Patrick, you talked with Daniel Oberreiter oh, this about is this exciting. event. exciting, yeah. Weekly adoration, confession, and praise and worship at St. Rose of Lima Church here in Portland. Daniel Oberreiter leads prayer through praise and worship music with adoration and confessions will also be available. I'd walk through the mud for that. I'd walk through the mud for <laughs> Jesus, absolutely. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it is St. Nicholas's Feast Day today, and our friend Julian Durko checks in with us to tell us a little bit more about this saint. And we have got gifts, gifts for you. That's right. Tickets to the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. Get ready for your chance to win them coming up next at Materday Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold in that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer 
and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 742 at Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, rain mainly after 4 p.m. today, temperature falling to about 47 degrees, chance of rain 100%, and we could see up to three quarters of an inch of new rain today. But there could be a break in that weather in the middle of the afternoon, maybe even some sunshine. Currently, it is 51 degrees at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Sandy. I'll believe it when I see it, though, Brenda. Okay. 51 right now at St. Alice in Springfield. All right. Now is the time if you want to use that maybe little break in the rain to head out to the beautiful Festival of Lights at the Grotto. Now's your opportunity to win a six-pack of tickets that will get you in to see all the sights and sounds of this Advent all season. Right. So let's go with uh, caller number three today. Caller number three. So the number to call, Patrick? 888-823-5286. The calls are coming in. 888-823-5286. Caller number three is our winner for those six-pack of tickets to the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. Well, as we move through the weeks of Advent, we know that many kids look forward to spending a little time with Santa Claus. But did you know or do they know that there is really a saint behind you know, that man in the white suit? Of course, we know on December 6th, it is the Feast of St. Nicholas. Many children will be placing a shoe out and hopefully St. Nicholas or the spirit of St. Nicholas fills that shoe. And of course, we often put and hang our stockings on the mantle. So that way, Santa Claus also known as St. Nicholas, will put something in there better than a lump of coal. Joining us today to tell us the real history of St. Nicholas, it is our good friend Julie Andurco. You can hear Julie here at Mater Day Radio on her show, Your Next Mission from God. She's joining us today to talk about a wonderful saint. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. St. Nicholas, the patron saint of children. People associate St. Nicholas to Santa Claus, and there are many legends that link the two, but... 
we have to remember St. Nicholas was a real person in our church history. He walked the earth and he had a very special role and a part to play in our history. Tell us about St. Nicholas. Well, St. Nicholas is a saint from the fourth century and he grew up in a Christian home and when and it was fairly wealthy and when his parents died he inherited all that but he gave it away you know he gave he gave it away and uh he had he had this money that he was wise with how he did it and he heard of this man that had he'd gotten into debt and he had thugs after him like pay up your debts you oh. know and if you can't we're going to take your daughters and that was the arrangement he had three daughters that were coming up on marrying age and he would have to pay these debts and if he couldn't marry them well and get them taken care of, you know, he would have to, they would be taken. Mm. And so they were looking at a life of slavery basically to pay his debts. And so the oldest one is ready to go. And St. Nicholas just throws some um, bag of coins in the window for a dowry for her so that she can be married off and taken care of. He didn't do all three at once. And the reason why he didn't is he wanted to see what will that dad do? What will that father do? Will he keep it for himself? What will he do? But no, he did. The father did uh, have a dowry, got his oldest daughter married off, and she's taken care of. One down, two to go. He's still desperate. Oh, okay. So as each, the second one, same thing. Nicholas gets that bag thrown in through the window. And I think that's where we get coming down the chimney to put the coins and things in the stocking. Like he throws it in there, okay. right? And so same story repeats a second time. Well, the third time, this guy's getting smart. He's like, okay, I'm going to catch this guy. So this time he waits for him and he tackles him and he grabs him. He wants to know who's been doing it. And so that's how the story gets out because St. Nicholas was doing this all anonymously. Wow. That is just such a beautiful story. We know, too, in history that that St. Nicholas was a bishop of what is now modern day Turkey. Mm -hmm. Right. So we do know he walked the earth. That was just one of the stories of his generosity. Of course, we associate St. Nicholas as the patron saint of children. But as I said in the open, there's so much more to this this very holy man, of course. I love the idea of those little coins getting dropped over into the window for this uh, for this dowry. Oftentimes, children, you might find some little chocolate coins in a shoe or in a stocking, and you can thank St. Nicholas. What else do we know about his life since we know a little bit about him and his generosity and a dowry? Well, you know, under the persecution of Diocletian, many people were martyred and saint nicholas was captured and he was not uh, given the option of martyrdom so he didn't give his witness that way but he was tortured and imprisoned during that time of persecution the term for that instead of uh, being a martyr you're called a confessor not a confessor like hearing confessions but that was the the label of one who suffered under the persecution severely and he and he did endure. There's uh, mar uh, torture and um, imprisonment. It was a hard deal. And so he, and he's a bishop by now. So he becomes, he's just so brave. And so when Christianity is legal and he's released, there is nothing that's going to rock him. He has seen it all, been through it all, and he knows 
who Jesus Christ is and where his allegiances lie in this now newly legalized religion to spread through the whole Western Empire. Mm. So now he's a bishop and that that's going down for him. There is a very old Roman fragment. It's called Doc Praxis de Stratalitas. It's old and it's for real. And in this story, we have details of an incredible, two incredible events that are connected. So he's the bishop and there's a governor where he, in his area, and there's been this plot against three innocent men. And in this plot, they're going to take the fall for someone's crime and they're going to be executed. And Nicholas, Bishop Nicholas gets wind of it and he rushes to the execution site and within within the nick of time he stops this execution Hmm. and he confronts the governor and he says to the governor sacrilegious bloodshedder how dare you confront me you've been caught in so many evil acts i'll not spare or forgive you but we'll let the mighty emperor constantine know how serious are your sins and that you have been discovered, and in what fashion you administer your princely prefecture. Mm. So the governor falls to his knees, I think only to save his skin. I mean, he obviously wasn't really remorseful, but he knows he's going to get it. So publicly, right there, he recants. The men are set free. The charges dropped because they were false. And we know that in governments, in, in churches, in places of work, in families— Sometimes people will get together and they'll, they'll, you know, kind of plot, they'll, they'll make a plot, mm-hmm. they'll find a scapegoat and they'll do it. And this man was evil. He was going to do it. So months later now, there's a new governor, there's a new governor and another plot, the same three men. So somebody in the government really had it in for them. Yes. Anyway, they're in the same situation, but now they're in a holding cell and they're waiting their execution. And so originally they didn't know St. Nicholas. He just got wind of it and went and intervened, right? But now they know of him. And so what are we going to do? What could they do? So they prayed in their cell to God. They prayed to God, please send Nicholas to help us. And so this is what happens. There's a new governor. That governor has a dream that night. And he dreams. In his dream, St. Nicholas comes to him. And he's as fiery as ever. Constantine, same night, the emperor has a dream. St. Nicholas comes to him in the dream and tells him what's going on. And so Constantine confers with his governor and they both are like, this is kind of, yes, we both had the same dream about the same three men. So Constantine has the men brought to him. And then in the conversation, they confess that They prayed to God that he'd send Nicholas to help them because they're in the same fix, you know? And so what does Constantine do? He sends uh, the men to Nicholas, frees them, sends them to Nicholas with gifts. Oh, my goodness. Well, Nicholas, known to not mince words and whether the legend is true or not, there's the story of Nicholas getting fiery again at Arius, maybe giving him a little punch in the nose in anger during the Council of Nicaea. So, oh, good and jolly Santa Claus. 
could also be a very fiery St. Nicholas when up against evil in in the church. So, Julie, there's just so much to these lives of the saints. We tend to put them in our little boxes and containers and and hold them to just this one thing. But boy, St. Nicholas, what a great saint. So when perhaps maybe kids, if you have a little chocolate coin on St. Nicholas Day, well, now you know a little bit more about this great saint. And uh, well, maybe if you have a little fire within your soul, be passionate about the Lord. Julie, thank you once again for bringing to life the lives of the saints today. It was my pleasure. Thank you. 753 at Mater Day Radio celebrating this St. Nicholas Day. And Joe Jonah is really celebrating today. Jonah was our winner of tickets to see the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. Jonah, a member of St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. And we've got more tickets to give away. Be listening tomorrow. Plus, the executive director, Chris Blanchard, will be here, our first guest of the morning tomorrow. So Looking we'll, forward we'll to that. We'll get that inside look at the Christmas Festival of Lights where Jonah is going. And speaking of gifts, Brenda, do you know Friday, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, but also... Our birthday. 34 years old. I love it. I love that we can give gifts away for our birthday rather than get gifts for our birthday. Right. We've teamed up with Opera Cecilia for a beautiful Marian concert. This is just glorious. So we're going to air that 7.30 Friday night. Then again, next Tuesday at 7.30 for the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So be listening for that. It's our gift for you as we celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception and our 34th birthday here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed what happens when people set out to destroy the church? They don't destroy the church, but they manage to wreck everything else. G.K. Chesterton says men who begin to fight the church for the sake of freedom and humanity end up flinging away freedom and humanity if only they may fight the church. The secularists have not managed to destroy divine things, but they have destroyed secular things. Thanks to the war against the church, the world is a mess. We have more disorder, more distress, more discontent than ever before. And that's why we must defend the faith. By defending God's truth, we are defending all truth. By defending the church, we are saving the world. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, 
Our family and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A little treacherous on the bridge today. We've got an update on the weather just ahead for you. And he was an architect for God. And now you could be a saint for him as well. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. When you think of jolly old St. Nicholas, do you immediately think of a laughing, plump, white-bearded man in a red suit? What about a heretic-punching man of faith who had a heart for the poor and seeking virtuous life? Still the first one? Well, hopefully by the end of this, you'll be quicker to imagine the OG St. Nick. Nicholas was the Bishop of Myra and would soon become known for many seemingly small but overly major acts. One thing I mentioned earlier was his love for the poor. Bishop Nicholas had a soft spot in his heart for those who couldn't afford a modest life. One specific account involved a father who had fallen into hard times. His three daughters were unmarried and he couldn't afford to feed them, so he had settled the best thing for them was prostitution. Hearing of this terrible news, the bishop snuck out in the middle of the night and anonymously tossed three small bags of gold through their windows saying to have landed right in their stockings hanging by the fire to dry. There was enough money for each daughter to have enough of a dowry for them to be married off and avoid a terrible life. This earned him later a patron saint for brides and the poor. Did you know that you can celebrate St. Nick's Feast Day? A common way to do that is to set your shoes out the night before so that they can be filled with small gifts or chocolate coins overnight. You can also pick up an Operation Christmas box if you have anyone local participating, or you could simply volunteer for the day at the food pantry. The main idea is to share the importance of giving to others who may be less fortunate. Many other stories are credited to the bishop throughout the time. It was said that he raised three boys from the dead who were murdered by a local butcher and thrown into pickle barrels, giving him the patronage of children and barrel makers. He was also on voyage to the Holy Lands when his crew and ship were caught in a raging storm. Nicholas was able to pray for safe passage and the storm ceased. Patron saint of sailors and dock workers, Nicholas was also said to convince thieves to turn from their life of plundering. Desiring for them to do good and return their treasures to their rightful owners, Nicholas cared about the protection of the human soul. He even aided in the releasing of innocent criminals from their executions. For this, he would be the patron saint for penitent criminals and against thievery and robbers. For how holy and well-known the bishop was of the time, there's surprisingly no record of Nicholas's appearance at the Council of Nicaea in 325. Some think that the lack of a record was to deny what he did at Nicaea, purely because of just how outrageous it was. Nicholas was filled with so much Holy Spirit that when those in support of Arianism began falsely claiming doctrine, he punched the heretic right in the face. St. Nicholas passed the following year in 326. He was truly a man of holiness and compassion throughout his lifetime, touching the lives of so many for the better. Let us ask for his intercession of a giving heart, caring soul, and zeal for truth as we journey through the season of Advent. Let us prepare our hearts for the true reason of the season with his help. St. Nicholas, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And for more information on the saints, including St. Nicholas and Pray with the Saints, you can find all that on the Hail Mary Media app loaded with Advent resources. Details are available at MatraDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
The Board of Trustees of the University of Notre Dame elected as the university's new president, Father Robert Dowd, a congregation of Holy Cross priest and associate professor of political science, who serves as current vice president. Father Dowd, who is also an associate provost for interdisciplinary initiatives and a religious superior of the Holy Cross community at Notre Dame, will assume his new leadership role at the conclusion of the 2023-24 academic year. He will replace the current president, Father John Jenkins, who is stepping down after 19 years. The incoming president is a 1987 Notre Dame graduate, began working in the university's campus ministry in 1994 after taking his final, final vows in the Congregation of Holy Cross. Now, current Notre Dame president Jenkins congratulated Dowd after the board elected him as the next president. Dowd will serve as Notre Dame's 18th president. And the university was founded in 1842 by a congregation of Holy Cross priests, and every president since its founding has been a congregation of Holy Cross priests. Well, the weather is causing a lot of traffic headaches today. A major landslide has forced the closure of a critical highway leading in and out of Cougar, Washington. State Route 503, also called the Lewis River Road, will be closed in both directions at milepost 35.7 near Forest Service Road 81 in Cowlitz County due to a slide caused by heavy rainfall yesterday afternoon. The slide took out part of the highway. Crews will be at the highway today to assess the damage. Meanwhile, in Oregon, the Oregon Department of Transportation has reopened U.S. 101 on the coast from Seaside to the junction with Highway 26. That stretch was closed yesterday after excessive rain and high tide flooded the roadway. The closure was between mileposts 22 and 25. ODOT says the highway could close again as the water level continues to rise. The beatification calls for Antony Gowdy, the Catalan architect known as God's architect and designer of the Sagrada Familia Basilica in Barcelona, Spain, just completed an important step on the path to officially declaring him a saint in the Catholic Church. Gaudi's cause for beatification has been transferred from a civil association to an ecclesial association and has entered its final process according to the Archdiocese of Barcelona. This means that he may soon be elevated to the status of a venerable, the precursor to the status of blessed and saint. The dicastery will now decide whether to further advance the cause of the Catalan architect who is currently considered a servant of God. If the dicastery approves it, will be present to report to the Pope who would then authorize its publication allowing Gaudi to be called venerable. The Archdiocese of Portland announced its first ever pro-life gala will take place on February 17, 2024. The event will be held at the Monoma Athletic Club and feature presentations from Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life. Johnson is the former Planned Parenthood director whose journey to pro-life advocacy was featured in the book and film Unplanned. The Sisters of Life are a religious community of women who vow to protect and enhance the sacredness of human life. Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample is dedicating the evening to embracing and cherishing life in all its forms, spotlighting local initiatives, and uniting the community in a shared commitment to uphold the sanctity of life. 
Pat, in our next uh, interview segment, we're going to have a clip of Voice of the Shepherd. We're going to listen to our Archbishop Alexander Sample. He talks a little bit about Thanksgiving, but also introduces a new series that he's going to be making available on video for the whole community to access. He's a busy man. This week's number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 is one you've probably heard before because you just did over and over again for decades. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, sung by Brenda Lee and first released 65 years ago during the Eisenhower administration. (laughs) has gone to number one wow. on the singles charts for the first time ever. Now, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was written by Johnny Marks, who, as part of a long, great tradition of American Christmas songwriters, was himself actually Jewish. Marks also wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and A Holly Jolly Christmas. Brenda Lee recorded the song when she was just 13 years old, not long after she signed a contract with Decca Records. Now, since its 1958 debut, this Yuletide classic has become a staple on holiday playlists. But there are a few more specific reasons it's been able to reach the top spot this year. Back in 2018, Billboard reconfigured its chart calculation formula, giving more weight to streams, and especially to streams made on subscription or paid tier services. That meant their catalog recordings, whether released a year earlier or decades ago, would have more of a chance to chart alongside new material since listeners are likely to stream old, fa- uh, old favorites over and over again. That effect has been especially notable during the holiday season when artists have generally refrained from dropping big new releases and when more listeners turn to a shared body of communally well-loved songs. So Little Miss Dynamite is her nickname. Four foot nine. What? Brenda Lee is four foot nine. I wow. just, just checked this. But I didn't realize this. She was the very first woman to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame and... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? You so know who? Double, double header there. Followed along in her footsteps. Oh, I do know. Miss Dolly Parton <laughs> recently right. was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, congratulations to her. So, that's interesting. 65 how, years. 65 years. Wow. And so now they, they take streaming into their calculations, which is, I think, why Taylor Swift's, the first time ever in history, her last album took every spot. On the top 10. In fact, I think it was the top 12 songs because everybody streamed all of the songs from her album. So it took up every spot on the Billboard charts. Well, shake it off. Okay. (laughs) It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But you know what? We might as well talk about... uh, the uh, community calendar because a very special event is coming up. The 8th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. Dr. Dan Schneider, Father Lawrence Carney, Father Dale Tuckerman, all going to be on hand on Saturday. Begins at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, man, you're going to have to get up early to get to Mass at St. Stephen's Catholic Church. You can register at the Holy League.org. 
Org. Sports, though. Let's get to sports. Well, the Blazers are back in action tonight, Brenda, and they were, are continuing their road trip, the final game of that road trip in Golden State, taking on the Warriors tonight. And Blazers guard Anthony Simons is expected to be back in the lineup tonight. He has been out since the very first game of the year, back on October 25th. So it'll be good to have him back in. And then the Blazers back home Friday, taking on the Dallas Mavericks at the Moda Center. And in the heart of Dresden, the Streetzel Market, a living testament to the lasting spirit of Christmas. It is believed to be the oldest Christmas market tradition in the world. This festive spectacle has enchanted locals and visitors alike since traditional claims 1434. 1434, this wow. market has been going. Now, this is a celebration of time-honored customs and the per perfect place to get familiar with the German holiday traditions. The market owes its name to a delicious treat. Of course, it's got to be food, at least for the locals and synonymous with Christmas, the All Saints bread, also known mm. as Striesel. This traditional German sweet bread, rich with raisins and sometimes nuts, takes center stage at the market. I wonder if that's the same as Strusel. I think Strudel. it is. Strusel. It's spelled a little differently, but I had sounds to me like they're talking about strudel. Bakers come to the market <laughs> to showcase and sell their own versions of it, including an also traditional diversion of this tradition. It's called the stolen. Now, when you go to the market, you are stepping into a winter wonderland, the market square and wooden stalls with classic twinkling lights. Now, some argue, though, that the title of the oldest Christmas market belongs to Nuremberg. They have over 150 stalls. The Nuremberg Christmas Market is renowned for its mulled wine and handmade holiday decorations. But even though it's surely one of the oldest, they say that the one in Dresden is at least 100 years older. So, Patrick... I think we need to go out on a fact-finding mission. You can have my share of the mold wine. I no. not no, ma'am, okay. no, ma'am. I have have had it a couple of different times. Not not my palate is not suited to it. I'll blame myself because okay. I know it's very popular. Do but. you like d don't mess with wine at all? Just pour it out of the bottle, or would you en enjoy a sangria oh, I love or it. something? I love it, especially a nice Oregon Pinot, of course. Okay. but uh, the mold wine, uh, uh, something about drinking that warm wine. And uh, I worked in Europe and, and was over in, in Vienna uh, for and went to many of the Christmas markets. And it's a big thing to drink that mulled wine, but something I never developed the taste for. But I'll eat all the streusel you got. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll go check it out then, and we will let you know. And also remember so many great events coming up on our community calendar. You can find the details at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, coming back, we're going to hear from our shepherd. Archbishop Alexander Sample checks in to tell us a little bit about spiritual fatherhood and his plans for the new year. We'll do that with Archbishop Sample after we check the weather next. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Materdei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Materdei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.14 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's a river of rain that's still hitting the region, but begins to break up as we move through the day. Highs today also well above normal for this time of year, and that flood advisory remains in effect. So highs today getting to 56 degrees. Then overnight, well, that cool air starts to move in as we drop to 45 degrees. And then tomorrow... Well, a little bit more rain, but much less than what we have been getting and highs at 49 degrees. 52 right now at St. Luke in Woodburn. And it is 49 degrees at Holy Family Maronite Monastery up in Castle Rock, Washington. We are so fortunate here at Mater Day Radio every Tuesday evening. Our Archbishop is on Voice of the Shepherd. Here is a piece of that where Archbishop Sample gives thanks and also introduces a new program. You know, the beginning of Advent is, in the church, a, a good time for us also to slow down, to take stock of our life, to think, meditate, reflect. You know, I, we've said this before, you know, Advent is meant to be a time of quiet and prayer and recollection and meditation uh, in, in the quiet you know, uh, long nights and, and the darkness of winter is a time for meditation and, and slowing down and, and really reflecting. Unfortunately, culturally, it is a crazy time of the year for most of us. Yeah. And it's busy and, you know, we're getting ready for Christmas and the other holidays. And it just, uh, most of us get very stressed at this time of, of, of year. That's not the way it's really supposed to be. So I think it's just good to to once in a while just stop, slow down, and, and take stock of, of our life, 
what what has been happening in our life because you know we need to reflect on our experiences in life and not simply just live through them but we need to reflect on them because what, what, here's what i've discovered over time you know i've discovered that you know the holy spirit is really speaking to us a lot but we just don't take the time to listen mm-hmm. and to observe and to see how the hand of God has been guiding us. And I, I, I know for me, I, this is a lesson <laughs> learned quite late in life and long, long after I was even ordained a bishop to really notice how the Holy Spirit speaks through the events of our life. So as we look back uh, on, our, on our time, uh, we, we begin to see patterns we begin to see how the Holy Spirit is is moving. I think for me uh, in this last year, I, I think on a very uh, personal level, on a, on a deep spiritual and personal level, I, I'm so grateful to the Lord for the continued uh, continued grace of healing that He has been working in my life. You know, I've shared uh, in, in other forum uh, and and perhaps here. Um, you know my own my own journey of healing, and I'm so happy that this 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 healing ministry and this gift of healing is going to be shared, uh, you know, with so many people because it's it's been very impactful in my own personal life, and it heals a wound uh, uh, deep in me uh, that uh, you know is related to the the proverbial father wound. But what what I'm appreciative in this last year is how, as as I continue to experience the healing of God in my own life and the healing of that wound, I am discovering on a deeper and deeper level my own spiritual fatherhood. And this deep call that I feel to spiritual fatherhood uh, for all of the people entrusted to my care here in, in Western Oregon, all of the people, and in a particular way, my, my priests, uh, those that are, are called to be my priest sons. You know, the bishop is called to be father, brother, and, and friend to his priests. And this father role has always been a challenge for me, I think, because of my own woundedness in this area. So I'm just so grateful to, to see this growing relationship. Now, it's not perfect. And any priest out there <laughs> listening might be thinking, well, Archbishop, you got a long way to go there. But I feel like for me, this last year has been a year of continued building of deeper relationships with the priests of the Archdiocese, uh, who are my principal collaborators in the ministry, and uh, all, all of the clergy do. And I, I don't want to discount the ministry of our, our, our beloved deacons, who are also ordained ministers of the church and, and who assist the bishop and the pastors in, in, in various ways. But there's a special bond between uh, the bishop and, and his priests. And I'm just grateful for I, what I sense is a, is a growing relationship of friendship, of trust, of, of collaboration, of unity and mission, which, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, I'm, I, as I look back uh, on, on the last year or two, I think you know, we're, uh, we're, we've been doing some groundwork, I guess you could call it laying a foundation for, I think, some great work of evangelization that we're uh, poised to do here in the Archdiocese of Portland. As I've shared before, that's one of my goals is to really form this local church with so many that will help me to be an evangelizing church, to be a church that invites, a church that welcomes, a church that, that brings people to Jesus, brings people into the body of Christ, the church, to encounter him in word and in sacrament. 
So we've been doing some great work in that area. We're going to be soon, uh, I'll be beginning uh, to release now a series of videos that I've been recording now for, I think, almost a year. I mean, it's kind of been a secret. Uh, I've been secretly preparing this and building a, a whole library of videos that are going to be really an exposition of the Catholic faith. It's, it's catechetical. It's going to be catechesis. It's going to be teaching what we believe. But it's not, it's not like me sitting down and, and uh, you know, uh, reading the catechism to anybody or, or, or anything. I hope it's not going to be dry right. and, and boring. I hope it'll be very engaging. Yeah. But they're going to be, they're videos that are going to be centered around more like a conversation, talking about some of the deeper questions that, that stir in the human heart, but then showing how Jesus you know, is, is the answer to those things. You know, Jesus changes everything, you know, has yeah. is, is, is been my, my phrase that I've latched on to. So I'm very grateful for the, the, the building blocks that are being put in place for, for really uh, putting on steroids, if you will, our evangelization efforts here in the Archdiocese. I'm very grateful uh, for, uh, I think, the new direction that, that we've already announced uh, that's going to happen with regard to our Catholic schools and our educational efforts here in the Archdiocese. I look forward to welcoming uh, Elias Moe, our, our new director for Catholic education to the Archdiocese and, and the establishment of our new office, the Office for the Mission of yeah. Catholic Education uh, and a whole new approach to, to how we're going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, catechize, teach, form, really, uh, our, our young people especially for their future witness to Christ and, and, and to our Catholic faith. So those changes that have been painful and difficult to, to arrive at, and, and uh, you, know, these, you know, when you really go in a whole new direction, it's, it's, it's challenging and it's difficult, and, and people's lives are impacted by that, and I, I fully realize that. But, you know, if we're, going to, if we're going to do, I believe, what Jesus is asking us to do in this time, in this place, uh, a, a whole new direction uh, was needed there. So I'm grateful for, you know, the uh, uh, those who have helped me come and discern that decision and and uh, and and take take the move that 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 was uh, I felt needed uh, to to set us on a, on a whole new path. So you know, as I as I look over this last year, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if there's been anything momentous. Uh, but I, I think that uh, just continuing to to strategically and persistently pursue this path, I think is is really beginning to bear fruit. Uh, so I'm I'm you know it's kind of we just celebrated Thanksgiving, so I guess I'm in a little bit of a Thanksgiving mode as I'm yeah. even listening to myself. You know what am I grateful for over the last year? And I think that's a good thing to 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 pause and reflect on. And that is our Archbishop Alexander Sample. That's just a portion of his show, The Voice of the Shepherd. It aired last night, but if you head over to materdayradio.com, there you will find that show right on our homepage and the podcast of his most recent episode. You'll hear more about this new series of videos that he is offering. You'll also have access to the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. 
That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 825 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And FBI Director Christopher Wray testified yesterday in front of the Senate about radical Catholics. We've got more details on that next. And would you walk seven miles in the mud just to receive your confirmation? One boy? Absolutely, yes, he said. I'll have his story for you coming up in three minutes. This is Joshua Blakesley, and the kingdom comes. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let there be light, let there be light again. For into the dark the sun is sent And we will see, and we will see once more For unto us the light is born
And that is beautiful Advent music for you this morning. The Kingdom Comes by Joshua Blakesley. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. FBI Director Christopher Wray testified yesterday during a Senate hearing that employees involved with drafting a controversial memo targeting so-called radical Catholics had been admonished but not fired. Ray's remark came after the House Judiciary Committee released a 30-page report on Monday detailing its investigation into the memo by the FBI's Richmond, Virginia office. Signing an anonymous whistleblower, the committee also alleged that the FBI interviewed a priest and choir director affiliated with the Catholic Church in Richmond, Virginia, for the memorandum. The memo also included data garnered from FBI field offices in other states, including Portland. Pope Francis' multi-week catechetical series on the essential components of the proclamation of the gospel culminated with a fourth and final component, the Holy Spirit, as the protagonist of evangelization. Amid applause at his entrance, Pope Francis greeted the faithful present in the Paul VI audience hall on Wednesday. The Holy Father announced that Monsignor Filippo Campanelli would again read the prepared remarks on his behalf as he did during the November 29th audience, with Pope Francis noting that he was still struggling from the lingering effects of a flu infection. But I am better, the Holy Father said. Building off a series previous themes of joy, the universality of the gospel message, and the relevance of the gospel for the modern world, the Pope observed that the work of proclaiming the gospel always belongs to him. The Holy Father underscored that proclaiming the gospel is never an act of self-promotion. Governor Tina Kotek's office announced yesterday that fines related to years-old traffic violations had been removed for more than 10,000 Oregonians, paving the way for them to potentially have their licenses reinstated. In 2020, the state passed a measure that prevented Oregon drivers from receiving most debt-based license suspensions, but failed to reinstate licenses for residents who'd already been suspended. Later, in December 2022, former Governor Kate Brown honored the new bill by issuing a remission order that forgave traffic fines and fees for about 7,000 Oregonians. But according to Kotek's office, that order inadvertently left out numerous residents who were eligible under the original criteria. State officials noted that the new order doesn't apply to fines and fees associated with traffic misdemeanors, felonies, or sanctions brought about by public safety concerns. And very sad news to report. A six-year-old boy was attacked and killed by two dogs in northeast Portland on Tuesday morning, the Portland Police Bureau reported. The officer responded to the home located near Northeast 112th Avenue at around 7.30 a.m. Tuesday. According to spokesperson Mike Benner, a woman covered in blood opened the door. Police said she had injuries to her hands from trying to stop the dogs during the attack. The woman was the homeowner and owner of the two dogs. The boy's grandmother is a friend with her, and each morning the grandmother drops the boy off at the dog owner's house who takes the child to school. When the boy arrived Tuesday morning, he opened the door to the garage. The dogs attacked. He was later pronounced dead at the scene. The two dogs are in the custody of Multnomah County Animal Services.
In sports, NCAA President Charlie Baker wants to create a new tier of Division I where schools with the most athletic resources can offer unlimited educational benefits, enter into name, image, and likeness partnerships with athletes, and directly pay them through a trust fund. In a letter sent yesterday to more than 350 Division I schools, Baker told members that the disparity in resources between the wealthiest schools in the football bowl subdivision and other D1 members, along with hundreds of Division II and III schools, is creating a new series of challenges. An Argentine boy recently made the special effort to walk seven miles on muddy roads to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation, and the news reached the ears of Pope Francis. Maxi Pavillo, 11 years old, has been living along with his parents and four siblings in a rural area in Buenos Aires province since December of 2022. Now, throughout the year, he had been preparing to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. Now, because he was so far out, his catechist, Ava, week after week, would put together his study materials and send to his house. However, as the date for his sacraments approached, worsening weather conditions threatened his being confirmed. In fact, the night before confirmation, in the midst of incessant rain, his parents began to worry because the family vehicles weren't going to be able to make it on the muddy roads and their tractor well, it had broken down. So there was an alternative, but they didn't know if their child would accept it. And that was to walk seven miles in the mud. But to their surprise, Maxie said yes. So the boy and his parents left at 7 a.m. so they could reach the church in time for the ceremony that would begin at 1030. And upon arriving at Our Lady of the Rosary Parish, his catechist was there waiting for him. So very happy to see him. The priest who offered the Mass mentioned the little boy's feet and is an example to follow. But the impact did not end there. In recent days, Maxie's stories reached the ears of Pope Francis, who sent him an apostolic blessing and a gift from Rome. Now, the framed apostolic blessing and the gift from the Holy Father were given to Maxie at last Sunday's Mass, which was celebrated by their local bishop, who made a special trip to place the recognition from the Pope into the boy's hand. Wow, that is a real dedication there. Amazing. Absolutely. A true love for receiving those sacraments. That's wonderful. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. is First Thursday Healing Hour at Christ the King Parish Center in Milwaukee. All are invited to this monthly time of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament with exposition, a guided Ignatian-style meditation from a gospel, devotional music, singing, confession, intercessory prayer with prayer teams, and benedictions. They will then have refreshments following in the parish center. And remember, you can find details on these and many more events that are going on in our community on our community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at matradayradio.com, and you'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Well, it is St. Nicholas's Feast Day today, and we've got tips for how men can live a more St. Nicholas-type life. Is that right? Okay. It, it, certainly increase in holiness. Men we, and women, for sure. Men we can and all women. do this. And we'll check that soggy weather forecast. But I assure you, there's some good news coming. We may get a break this afternoon. That's just ahead at Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. I feel great. Why does this always have to happen to me? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. At those times when everything seems to be going wrong, do you ever ask yourself, why does this always have to happen to me? Sure, we all do. But how many times have you asked yourself the same question when everything was great? We all seem to be convinced that we are somehow entitled to good health, friends, security, and so forth. We tend to overlook the fact that these are all gifts of God's loving providence. We have no right to any of them. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. How different our experience of life would be and our ability to bear up under adversity if we remember to ask ourselves every time we enjoyed a beautiful day, experienced the love of family and friends, or realized we were healthy enough to do whatever we wanted, why does this always have to happen to me? Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 841 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Weather-wise, rain, 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 but maybe a break. 
the rain should lift sometime around mid-afternoon. We might have a dry few hours, but then the rain returns after 4, and the temperature starts to fall to around 47 degrees. That chance of rain tonight about 100%. We could see up to three-quarters of an inch of new Whoa. rain. And then uh, the temperature holds steady. Tomorrow's high only 46 with a 100% chance of rain and another half inch of rain expected again tomorrow. Those snow levels, though, Brenda, are falling to 3,000 feet, and we could have snow for skiing by the weekend. Oh, I was looking at some pictures in the news last night. It was green ground. I mean, it was dirt and ski bowl. And so I think they are very much looking forward to getting some snow back again uh, on the mountain. Currently 51 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 52 at Holy Redeemer Parish in North Portland. Well, way up north where the air gets cold, there's a tale about Christmas that you've all been told. And a real famous cat all dressed up in red, and he spends the whole year working out in his sled. It's the Little St. Nick. How can you not just dance a little bit, or at least bob your head? listening to the Beach Boys. Little St. Nick. Little St. Nick. Uh, in uh, his swim trucks and a <laughs> surfboard, I believe. I, I'm not so sure if that's historically accurate. Maybe not. <laughs> but he must have to uh, don some cooler clothing when he gets down to Australia because they're in the middle of their summer down there. So uh, it might be a little bit hot for that fursuit that he wears as he's uh, delivering gifts. Well, certainly Santa Claus based on an actual real saint, St. Nicholas, right? And today is his feast day. It is his feast day. Now, he lived uh, many, 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 many years ago. But people often wonder, and kids especially, too, you think about this, but how can these saints, these very holy people, have any you know understanding of how difficult it is to live in today's society they didn't have technology and internet and access to so many things that are draw you away from the lord but saint nicholas is a man for all seasons too apparently so i thought today on the second cup we'll talk a little bit about this saint and how we can all live like St. Nicholas in this modern world. Yeah, I don't think uh, charity and, and almsgiving ever go out of style, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. So one of the stories that uh, seems to have just survived through the years, centuries, I mean centuries now, that since St. Nicholas walked the earth, and Julianne Durko talked a little bit about this too in her show, Your Next Mission from God, is that he had a bit of a temper. Now, he was part of the Council of Nicaea, Right, Nicholas was. And whether it was Arian himself or a heretic, the, apparently the discussion about the faith got so heated that St. Nicholas got a little hot under the collar. He gave that heretic a bit of a punch in the face. Yeah, well, I think that I was reading that that legend actually has grown over time. Yes. And they're, they're not quite sure Absolutely. if it really actually happened or not. But we found out that there's actually evidence of it in the remains that they found, right? That's right. Julian Durko talked a little bit about this. And when his body was exhumed and it was moved because there was a, a flood that was happening where his remains were, so his body was exhumed and moved, they did a review of the bones of St. Nicholas. And the researcher found that there was a healed fracture of his nose. 
So at some point in his life, St. <laughs> Nicholas had broken it. I mean, and you think, not the cartilage, but the bone itself, because yeah. that what remained. And they could see that the bone itself had been healed from a previous break. So maybe St. Nicholas uh, was a scrapper. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's certainly, uh, you know, we're supposed to uh, uh, correct the ignorant, right? So sure. he, he was certainly fulfilling that that responsibility that we at Christians have, um, whether that was directly with a- uh, Arius or, or another Arian, I, I think is up for debate. When we get to the other side, we can ask him. We'll right? ask him for sure. <laughs> That'll be on the top of my list. And now the reason why this story, though, holds and it's important for our second cup uh, discussion today is because... All of us at some point, and some people more than others, suffer from that hot temper. You lose your cool, whether it's in the car going, you know, home and your commute, you get cut off, you get in an argument with somebody at work or in the community for defending our faith. It happens. It yes. happens. You do. You lose your cool. That's a reaction. We're human. All right. But we can emulate St. Nicholas in that I'm sure he was not proud of that and probably not too happy that that's been a story that has over the centuries maintained the you don't have to be perfect to be a saint right saints are not perfect people no not at all far from it with many of them and so for all of us that's what makes being able to emulate and model after the saints a real thing to be able to do because as julie says in her show sometimes They got it wrong even before they got it right. But you think of all the saints with hot tempers. I mean, St. Jerome comes to mind. He evidently was very hot-tempered as well. So, yeah. But I think the thing is, is realizing you've got a problem with it and relying on the Lord to overcome it. Sure. I remember the stories of Padre Pio. He was a bit of a curmudgeon. And uh, he used to be maybe a little grouchy because the souls in purgatory would sometimes come and ask for prayers and he would get mad at them. (laughs) And so he said, mass today, I will say for you and you do not come and visit me anymore. He would be a little grumpy with them. But he would follow through. He would pray for them for sure. So second on the list that I found from Alatea when they talk about how we can emulate St. Nicholas is that when you hear of someone in need, Find ways to help. That was the first thing I thought of. Find ways to help because he did in that beautiful story Mm -hmm. about him dropping money into the window. So the farmer had money for the dowry for his daughters. That's why we we still do that tradition today of of a little a little treat in the shoe or something in the stocking. That's why. Because so, so now, if I understand this right, he dropped the money in and it kind of bounced on the floor into the shoes, is, and then they found it in the shoes or something like that? I'm not sure. That sounds pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, and uh, that, that was uh, St. Nicholas. He just he filled a need. And so I think that that's important to remember. And even in uh, the show, the podcast that Michael Davis does, Social Justice, uh, Common Sense on Social Justice, there are these big world issues that we have to deal with in society. But all we need to do is one thing in our own neighborhood. Just help one person in your own neighborhood. There was a a gentleman in our neighborhood who, who suffers from some anxiety, perhaps PTSD. We caught him once on our ring camera. He came up to our door and he took something off of our porch. And when Scott went out and looked at it, it was wood. 
we have a wood pile on our front porch and he has anxiety about being indoors and he just lives up in the neighborhood so he sleeps outside so scott found him and talked to him and he said all right he said i i saw you do that and you took that from my porch and you shouldn't do that he said but now that i know you need it you have my permission to come and take wood off of our porch. Wow. And so we've just come to know this person in our neighborhood. And just over the weekend, I watched him and he was riding his bike with, uh, I think, uh, his niece or somebody in the neighborhood. And he parked his bike. He came up and he got a piece of wood and he went back on down because he had permission to do that. So if you can help somebody in need, I mean, that's easy for us to be able to do that. Right? And, and think about it. You could, it echoes through time. So that act of generosity that St. Nicholas did for the farmer and his daughters we're still trying to emulate that today so that that act of kindness has a ripple effect that who knows how far it can right. go didn't christ tell us to the poor will always be among you that's right so we have the catholic church we have been taking care of the less fortunate for two thousand years that is a part of who our mission as catholics to do that uh i kind of think like nobody does that better than the Catholic Church. We know how to take care of those in need for sure. And so did St. Nicholas. All right, number three. Number three now. It says here to trust in God's providence. Now listen to this. So for many people, it's just time these days is really difficult. The Christmas will be here. You want to have an, a nice event and have gifts, but inflation is making the dollar not go so far. So the story, there's a story about St. Nicholas, and it, it, and it comes from the St. Nicholas Center. And it says it's another legend about Nicholas in his hometown of Myra during a famine. A ship was in port loaded with wheat for the emperor in Constantinople. Nicholas asked for some of the wheat from the ship for people who were hungry. At first, the sailors refused, but Nicholas promised them that they would not get in trouble for sharing. So when the ship arrived at its destination, the sailors discovered that the weight of the load had not changed, even though quite a bit of the wheat had been removed. The amazing thing was that there was enough wheat to supply the town for two full years with enough for planting. Wow. So like a multiplication of the loaves? Exactly. That's amazing. So never be, you know, if you, you have somebody in need and you're still trying to worry about your own need, trust in God's providence. Do, do what is set before you if you can and trust that God is going to take care of the rest. Well, Drew Mariani is very fond of saying you can't outgive God. Yeah, for you sure. You can't outgive God. So be generous, emulate St. Nicholas, and oh, that's wonderful. I love it. So hopefully in today's modern world, you'll use some of those tips to be more like St. Nicholas, and we hope you enjoy today's Second Cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, 
that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mater Day Radio 855 with The Morning Blend, Brenda and Pat, and rain, 100% chance of precipitation today, but we could have a few breaks in the action around midday and into the early afternoon, and then it starts to cool down, temperature falling to 47 after sundown, steady temperature holding about 46 tomorrow, and a chance for more rain, 100%. Brenda, we could see an inch today, half inch tomorrow, and three quarters of an inch on Thursday, so Still a lot more rain coming. It's hard hard to imagine uh, we've got more mm-hmm, on the way. For sure. Right so, now, it's 51 in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, this is Steve Grizzano. May your kingdom come. And you're listening to Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Justice may reign, may your kingdom come. Let 
souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Steve Angrisano. And uh, boy, what a feast of St. Nicholas we've had already. I, I can't wait to see what else happens today. But we've given away those great gifts with the uh, Christmas Festival of Lights tickets. So we got more tomorrow, right, Brenda? Oh, absolutely. What a great show it has been today. So it's funny. All of our conversations in the, uh, in the segment break seem to deal with food. So we've been talking <laughs> about tamales. I really want to have a tamale right now. So many people are making those, especially in the humanity. Hispanic community. Now's the time of year they're making tamales for sure. Mm, you're, okay. you're making me hungry, friend. Just stop it. All right. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend today. It is Wednesday. That means a blazing the trail coming on this evening with Miriam Marston. We hope you have a blessed day. Joining forces with the Relevant Radio Network, we're building the bridge between your faith and everyday life through informative, entertaining, and interactive Catholic programming. For a current program schedule and to learn more about this listener-supported Catholic ministry, visit moderndayradio.com. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield.